0: He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett.
1: I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success.
0: This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazelet. brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts.
1: My guest today on All Business is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy who led a U.S. submarine force for 28 years before becoming a best selling author and speaker. In his tenure in the U.S. Navy, he commanded the USS Santa Fe, a nuclear powered submarine which was failing to stay afloat not because of faulty equipment but because of lack of leadership. In fact, David once called it the worst retention and operational standards he had seen to date. Through a series of operational changes and empowering the crew to act like leaders, he transformed the morale on the submarine, increased the retention rate, and vastly improved operational standards. His book, Turn the Ship Around, has been hailed as one of the best business books ever written. Please help me in welcoming David McKay to All Business.
0: He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett.
1: I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success.
0: This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey,
1: so my first question, I come from a military background. My father was in the United States Air Force. Was your family military?
2: Not really. Okay. No. Uh, In fact, uh, I grew up in the 70s. In in New England, which was a which was depressing, the Patriots weren't really winning back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but what ha- in the '70s uh, was a tough time for America. I don't know yeah. if you remember, but '76, oh, yeah. the East, Germ- East Germany won more gold medals than the United States. Oh yeah. Price of gas went up by four one day, and we were in this ideological tussle with the Soviet Union. And I was this sort of guy- idealistic, geeky math team, chess club kid, mm-hmm. and I said, "I'm going to do something about it." I'm going to be a submarine captain. And the Soviets, they're going to fold up shop. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: like like right, like a red October all over again. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, my dad was like, hey, God, you know, Godspeed. Um, and so I was set down the path. And I ended up. At, so
1: you just applied to the academy?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was i was a very serious student. I was a good student. So well, to I get in, you got to be a serious yeah, student. Yeah, I got I mean, in.
1: Not everybody gets in. I mean, I know what it takes to get in the Air Force Academy. And Naval Academy's got to
2: be very similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't get in now. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough but now. <laughs>
1: well, you know, but but I look at, you know, you you rose to the very top. I mean, being commander of a submariner, I mean, oh, my God. that's that's uh, I, I've i only met two people in my life that have achieved to that level. Actually, th- three because uh, Jimmy Carter.
2: No, 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 Didn't Jimmy Carter do? He was in the navy. He was a submarine officer, but he wasn't a submarine commander. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. But he was in, was he in charge of nuclear stuff at uh, one time? No. Oh, okay. Well, when he was a president. Yeah.
1: Well, that's true. That's true.
2: Yeah. They they give give
1: give him credit for that. <laughs> he skipped a lot of steps yeah. in between. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, but was that something you you, you just said in high school? I'm going to go do this.
2: Yeah. It's. Um. I was. I was captured by. the the submarine force in World War II the history and I really felt strongly about the Constitution as a document and it really wasn't something that we talked about it was almost embarrassing to talk about it in the 70s Uh, but I just felt it was a better way to live it was a better way to organize it wasn't cool it wasn't cool no no cool kids didn't talk about that yeah
1: so I must not have been a cool kid because back then I was involved in government and I used to do all those kind of
2: things yeah you were uncool like me yeah yeah yeah
1: well, but you know, but look at us today. I mean, now, now we got best-selling books. Uh, we're kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. We're, we're doing it. We're having right. a good time. So, did wh- you got on and you know Mike Abershoff? Uh, no, I never met him. Oh, He's a great guy. Yeah. I've met Mike. I know Mike. We've been on stage together before too. And he's he did something with the with the battleship or yeah. a, a ship, and then you did you did this you did something similar but different with the submarine. You turned around one of the worst performing. <laughs> yeah. What do you call it a ship
2: or a you boat? You know, if you're a purist, you'd probably say boat, but mm-hmm. ship's okay. Yeah. yeah, ship's okay. So uh, my story is, in the, and the reason I wrote the book, is not because of the turnaround that happened. We, we, we did turn the ship around. We did go from the worst mor- morale to the best. We went from record low retention to record high. We got the highest score that the Navy had history, had history of any submarine operating, how well mm. we operated the ship. So we set all these records, but that really wasn't the story because that's still kind of um, it's a it's a known story that people have told. What happened over the next ten years is ten of the officers who served on the Santa Fe ended up getting, being selected and commanding their own submarines. Wow, it's an unheard of number. Wow, and and this took time to play out, and that was a story that I wanted to tell because by the way we operated the ship. I think most smart people can run in, come in and turn a place around by just barking a bunch of orders and being right mm-hmm. and telling people what to do. But the way we did it was a little bit opposite of that. I, I didn't tell people what to do. And as a result, we developed leaders. So not only did we turn it around, but we had this sort of megaphone effect. And that was the story I wanted to tell. Was that the charter you were given when you were given command of the ship? No. Yeah. My charter was simply to turn the ship around. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to get the ship ready to go to war mm-hmm. uh, because we had five months and we were going on deployment and we were potentially going to Was it a new ship? The Santa Fe was a pretty new ship. Yeah. But and the wrinkle in the story was I was I spent a year training to go to one submarine mm-hmm. and at the very last minute uh, the captain of the Santa Fe quit and they dropped airdropped me on that ship. So I, I sort of jokingly say I was going to be a know-all, tell-all leader because yeah. I was going to know all the answers and be the captain to give all the orders, but then I inadvertently became a know-all, or, uh, sorry, a know-not, but yeah. tell-all leader because I didn't know the ship, right. right? And that's not a good place was to Was it a different
1: it. class ship, different ship altogether? Yeah,
2: it was. The Santa Fe was an improved 688. Uh, so we call it an improved sixty eight, basically to trick Congress so that they could, you know, we, we sold, the Navy sold it as an improvement to the, but-, but it was a totally different different reactor. They had 12 Tomahawk missile tubes in the front. Every piece of gear was different. Basically, it was a totally different piece of equipment.
1: Yeah. To them, you're talking my language because I used to serve with the United States Senate. Yeah. And <laughs> we're at the Armed Services Committee. Yeah. So, did a little bit of work. And my, my, my mother's, my mother's uh, neighbor was uh, Senator Sam Nunn.
0: Wow. From Georgia. I grew up yeah, in Georgia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Down in Perry, Georgia. Anyway, separate story. But let me, let me I want to get back to the 10. How many subs were operating? How many total subs do we have?
2: Uh, so we, you got ten we have, officers. We have some like, six, like sixty or seventy. Okay, subs.
1: so I want to just put this in perspective yeah. because this is like someone went in the Super Bowl. Right. You turn around a team right. you, and you, you become a, a franchise that was in last place, yeah. becoming first. And every head coach, every coach yeah. that was a was a you know a, a line line coach, the offensive back, the defensive back, all those the line coach go to different ships, go to different pro teams. That's yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Well, I, I, think I mean, that's it, like that's that's freaking awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. And um, congratulations. Well, bro. thanks a lot. I mean, I think and and a tenement to their their leadership too. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, not just you; it was them too. They were allowed to be the stars they needed to
2: be. Right. Right. It wasn't. Ordained, yeah. Uh, and, and so basically, I think what happens is the way we ran the ship is uh, we made a deal, we had a contract, and I said, Look, um, how about this? Because I gave a bad order uh, day one, the first day we go to sea, I gave a bad order that couldn't be done, and they actually tried to do it, really. And so, so I said, Ho, 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 stop everything. We got together, I said, this isn't going to work. We're g- we're going to die, right? And they're all like nodding their heads because they all pretty much knew that. they Can you were, tell us what what the order yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, it's very simple. We um, the very remember this is the worst performing ship in the fleet, and I had five months to get ready to 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 go on deployment, get ready for combat. And so um, we run an exercise where we shut down the reactor. It's our favorite thing to do in a nuclear submarine is pretend the reactor's broken because then you you shift to a, an electric motor and you're drawing. Down the battery, and there's this race between drawing down the battery and getting the reactor fixed. And so I'm thinking, if we if we speed up on this electric motor, it's going to draw the battery faster. It's going to put pressure on the team. Now all my other submarines, you could do that. You mm-hmm. could speed up. But this uh, on this newest submarine, it was only a one-speed motor. So when I suggested, hey, why don't we speed up on the electric motor, draw more current? The officer actually ordered it. And then I, and when and then when. The sailor was like, "No, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no." Hey, hey, moron! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he's just like he's just like put his he put his shoulders up like this, and I'm yep. like, uh, I had my EQ hat on that day, so I noticed that, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" He says, "Captain, there is no two thirds on this submarine," and I looked at the officer and said, "Did you know that?" And he said, "Yes, I did," and he kind of gave me this, you know, yeah, blank eating smile, yeah, like, and, and yeah. I was like, "Well, what, what, what? Up? Would you let me do that yeah, for? Why did you tell?" Me? He said. You told me to. And that's what hit me. My training had always been about telling people what to do. Yeah. And, wow. about, and it just hit me between the eyes that this was not going to work. And so we made this deal. Hey, I'm going to stop telling you guys what to do. I'm never going to issue another order. So now picture uh, a ship or a company where the CEO or the captain never gives an order. And it was awesome. Now... Of course, I did when I was, you know, angry or stressed or tired or, you know, hadn't slept right. And, you know, I go back to my old way. But in general, what happens is when you lean back as the leader, the team leans into you. And that's what I wanted. That's what we need. Because I needed guys to think, Mm -hmm. not just be compliant.
1: Which is awesome. Hey, let me take a quick break because I I need to do that and work something in here because this is, I'm going to need some, I need to charge up for this call, for this uh, interview. So America runs on Dunkin' and here's one fact to back up that slogan, an average Dunkin' sells more than 30 cups of coffee every single second. My favorite, as you know, is Dunkin' Espresso and I have like four, five, six, seven of those a day. And it's just what I need in the morning because all business with Jeffrey Hazlett definitely runs on Dunkin'. Are, hey, David,
2: are you a coffee drinker? I am. I drink a lot of crappy coffee in the Navy.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, is, is the coffee good on, on the show? No, it's terrible. Yeah.
2: So I tolerate you know, all kinds of terrible coffee. Now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, but this is well, the good news. You got Duncan. <laughs> I though. love Duncan. Yeah, There's yeah. a
2: Duncan down. Uh, yeah. I'm down in Florida now. we got a couple of Duncans down near us. I love Duncan. Donors.
1: So what, what were some of the things that you realized you needed to make change? That was one. So you, you, if you lean back, they lean in. I love that. Right. And what were some of the major red flags you had that kind of came up?
2: Okay. So, uh, so here's what happens. A couple things can happen. You lean back. They don't lean in. Yeah. Now, Nothing's going on, that's bad news, okay? So what happens is if you lead back too far, too fast, the gap's too big, and they're just sort of afraid. And I say, well look, you know. They kind of flail. Yeah, yeah, because initially it's like, oh, you take initiative, you be proactive, you you tell me uh, if you don't agree with me. But the problem is that's putting the burden on them. So Mm -hmm. what happens is you say, look, I'm gonna stop telling you what to do, and you come and tell me I intend to. It was a very language-based, programmatic way. We never gave speeches about being taken initiative. We just say, Look, when you come to me, don't say request permission or I'd like to or here's a problem. What should I do? Don't say any of that. Just say, I intend to. That's I an int- action based. Exactly. Yeah. I intend to ABC. And why? Why is it the right thing to do? Why is it safe? And uh, your objective is to get me to say two words very well, and then you're off to the races. Yeah,
1: because it's either good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, it could be could be an excellent way to do it, or no, nah, you're going to make some mistakes. But I'm going to let you go ahead and do it anyway.
2: Exactly, and so that's the challenge to the that. So that's the challenge for the leaders when your person comes to you and says, "Hey, I intend to do this," and you think it's a boneheaded thing. What are you going to do? Yeah, and uh, so most people say, "Well, I, I said, well, what are you going to do, Mr. CEO?" And I said, "Well, I ask questions. What kind of que- well have you considered?" and they take it, you know, have you thought about, and it's like this manipulation and this, quote, teaching moment, and I don't like that. I think what you should do instead is say, put yourself in the mindset, for some reason, this person is closer to the problem than me, and they're right, and now ask some questions. Like, hey, tell me about that. Tell me more.
1: You know, Commander, I'm listening to you, and that doesn't sound like the military way of doing this, (laughs) right? You know, I can. My dad was a, my dad was a chief master sergeant, and a man, let me tell you what he said. Something we paid attention, and even when even when he said it, lieutenants paid attention to him, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, so this does, you smart, know,
2: smart the smart lieutenants. Yeah, the attention. smart ones. Yeah, I've yeah. seen some stupid ones yeah, in, my, exactly. in my younger
1: years, but but because he ran he ran the base, you know, right. back then right. or, or that wing or the wing department. Forty eighth OMS, by the way, operational maintenance service B fifty twos. They, he was a mechanic for B-52s. That's what he did. That's
2: an important job. His
1: whole life. His whole life. His whole career was doing that. Yeah. And uh, served three tourists in, in Nam. Wow. Yeah, did the whole bit. So, but, but that doesn't sound to me like a chain of <laughs> command, right? When I, when I listen to you do that.
2: Okay, here's, here's my leadership. Here's, here's my Naval Academy leadership book. This, this is what it says. Quote, leadership is directing the thoughts, plans, and actions of others so as to obtain and command their obedience, their confidence, their respect, and their loyal cooperation. That's what leadership, that's what was taught to me. Yeah. And, and it's about telling people what to do. And this is why this event that happened to me was so dramatic. If I had gone to the Olympia, a ship that I had trained 12 months to know, and I would I would have 99% known what to do, but in the 1% where I didn't, I would have said, oh, my problem is i got to give better orders. The problem is not giving better orders. The, the solution isn't giving better orders. The solution is to stop giving orders. The solution is to design a team that doesn't need to be told what to do. Yeah. Those are, that's when you get to the highest possible performance of human potential. Not, oh, I'm going to control everything. That's going to get you. It might get you good if you're smart and you're get never, you efficient. Could get gonna, you efficient, but it's doesn't get necessarily you. get you right. Yeah, but think of what it feels like to be on that team. Oh, you're yeah. just yeah, yeah. You're just you're just a cog. You get told what to do, and then you know, and Then I walk down the hallway. I go, oh hey Jeffrey, where's your engagement? I saw the employee engagement scores weren't so great this month. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? F you. You're right. the guy coming down and telling me what to do all the time. Where do you think my engagement is? You killed it. Yeah. Wake up. You starved it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So when let me ask you a question when you when you empowered the teams in the way that you did and treating them as if they had power too, right? And that's yes. in essence what you did. right. Um, did you find the leaders then came from the second command or further down?
2: All throughout? Yeah, all throughout the about
1: the best leaders?
2: Yeah, so it, did, it
1: didn't necessarily have to do with rank, right?
2: No. Uh, I was repeatedly um, amazed, surprised, delighted with some guy who was quiet, never really said anything. Now it's been it's been some time. Um, this was almost 15 years ago. And so there were guys who were basically, I was trying to decide whether to put them in jail or not. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, because they were just rambunctious. Because they were two, yeah, just yeah. young kids who are now like master chiefs yeah. or, or, or went off and commanded submarines. Yeah. And, you know, Doing something and turning something around and winning a bunch of awards and getting promoted—I mean, that's great in the short run. But it's like those emails and those phone calls I get now from a guy. Like I don't even remember he was on the ship. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Captain, I just want to let let you know. I got a guy recently just became a franchise owner for Dunkin' Donuts. Really? Get out? Yeah. Oh, and wow. he's like, and then yeah. Now you might say, "Oh, what's a big deal with that? It's a big no. Deal. It's, a big deal. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You're creating jobs. Yeah. But this is a guy." Win the Navy, high school degree, you know, uh, you know, a little rough on the edges, but now, and he's like, I never believed that would be this place in my in my life because yeah, you trust me. Because that experience, you trust me. Leaders trust first. Mm-hmm. Most time we say, oh, you prove yourself, and then you prove yourself trustworthy, then I'll trust you. That's not what leaders do.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Did you ever have, uh, well, let me take, oh, I can take another break. Let me take a break take and a get break. this one out because uh, then, then we can just keep going because I want to keep going. This is exciting. Um, Liberty Tax. Are you one of those people who overpays the government uh, when you do your taxes? Don't keep giving your money away. Enroll in a tax course at Liberty Tax Service. They'll teach you everything you need to know to prepare taxes so you won't pay a penny more than you owe. And the course is free. Uh, you can pay for books and supplies. That's all you're going to have to pay. But you can learn a skill that pays dividends. Learn more at libertytax.com. I love the guys at Liberty. So uh,
2: let me ask yeah, you: Are they the guys that have the guy? The, the waivers. Uh, uh, the waivers with the uh, statue of liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. I uh, love, they're great. Uh, that guy. Well, it, like, it's, it's a, a great like it's stick. One guy. It's a great stick. No, it's, it's not. It's not
1: <laughs> one guy. <laughs> it's not the
2: same guy. No, they, they yeah. got
1: they got one gal who's kind of like their national spokesperson. But then they got they got lots of guys and gals. I pay out a there. lot of money
2: in taxes.
1: Well, yeah, well, that's good. I guess that means you. No, if you pay a lot of money in tax. it means you're making a lot. That's there's nothing wrong with that, dude. Nothing wrong with that. You pay. for this way. You it. pay more than the president. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we go, all know that. Don't go there, yeah, girlfriend. We, yeah, that's that's the way it works. He's my friend. He's <laughs> we have having such and, a nice. Yeah, and he's my friend. Yeah. By the way, he's, he's my friend. Okay. I, you know. Um,
2: so anyway, we're, we're separate separate yeah. item. But that. Yeah, I, just, I was just left. He was down in Tampa. I left. He came. I left. Yeah, I, not, 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 I didn't leave because he came but yeah, just,
1: yeah yeah he's down there for, yeah. the, for the winter the winter the winter's now down there he's yeah. down in
2: Mar-a-Lago yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but he came to Tampa then he went over to Miami yeah he was in and out of Tampa yeah. yeah
0: taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world Jeffrey Hazlett hosts all business brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this podcast, you should should tell tell a friend friend about it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to to news and politics to sports and more. Share it on social media. Tripod. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. And don't forget to tell us what you shared with the hashtag Tripod. T R Y P O D. Tripod. Thanks for spreading the word.
1: Hey, well, so let me ask you another question. Are there ever any issues in that kind of... So this? let's put it in corporate sense, and let's put it also in the military, because corporates and militaries work a lot like the same, all yeah. right? Yeah. You, we got your roles, you got your responsibilities, that's mine, you know, and there's a chain of command in both of those, typically. Were there ever any issues with structure? For instance, were someone lower in the command feeling as if they had more power than maybe appropriate? Um. And is that a bad thing? <laughs>
2: Look Winston Churchill said I never worry about action I only worried about inaction and oh, the quote. the original paradigm of leadership was I'd run around tell everyone what to do then I'd run around checking them and it was exhausting now all day long people are coming to me hey I intend to do this I intend to do that hey here's a problem I just found and 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 now and basically you f- you feed on that energy and well, that's yeah, hard yeah, that's yeah, hard though yeah, w- but once you get there, and like, sure, every once in a while. So, in fact, I made a big mistake early on where um, some guys who uh, said, "Hey, we intend to do something," but then we were, we were setting up to load a torpedo, and uh, we didn't do it right, and it was a and it was a mistake. That's and there,
1: probably something you want to get right.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, we were fortunately we're <laughs> smart enough to do a dry run without the actual torpedo. You have a fake,
1: you have a fake torpedo.
2: No, no, no. We're just like, like a wooden yeah, torpedo. We, we it's like a concrete torpedo is it really yeah is there, is there seriously like a fake one? yeah it's a shape yeah yeah it's a shape because you want to like you can do yeah. it all yeah and you, you the, drop it, it it's just a piece of concrete
1: yeah but you want the heft in there but it's got come. it weighs
2: yeah. like well, yeah, it's the same shape yeah. it has the same connections uh, dah, 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 dah. so but 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 here's what i learned so i rock it this rocked me back we could have killed someone if I hadn't um if we hadn't kind of been lucky and i and i got my guys together my instinct was to go back to controlling everything and they said look i think we're on the right track but the problem is i'd given too much control and so we now say you got to tune control to the team's technical competence and organizational clarity competence and clarity and so you want to always be but you want to be on the leading edge of that like you're this competent and you and you understand what we're trying to do and i'm going to give you just a little bit more control cuz then yeah. you're it's going to it's just going to invite you to grow into that a little tension a, a, a little bit and and so my decision at this point was, do I let them do it, mm-hmm. right? Do I let them do it? And, and and then it was always like, well, what do we learn, right? What do we learn?
1: Yeah, you, that, but I, I got to tell you, that's tough. I mean, I got an employee who's coming to me right now who's pushing beyond the scope of what I've got him or her doing. I won't say who it is because they mm-hmm. listen in. But, but in, And I'm, I'm going like, geez, that's not your area. It's not your area. It's not your area. But then I'm going, but damn, that's a great idea. It's good stuff. And you want to, you know what I mean? It's It's like... Wow. So, so. It's, mo- it's more to say about me well, than it is about
2: them, right? Uh, what's the problem? Are you worried about an, uh, the person who actually owns that yeah. swim lane? Yeah. So, here's the thing I think on- it, you want to be really clear about ownership, you want to be clear about who owns what, paying attention to who owns what. So, 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 most times we end up, leader. the mistake leaders make is they pay attention to task accomplishment, not task ownership and so when i when i come down to your office i say how's it how are you going on this task it's a total focus on getting the task done but i'm actually poaching your ownership that that makes me the owner of your task Mm -hmm. so in this case i would say "Mm, you know i don't know i would say well have you talked if it's something i always say have have you talked to the owner yeah and by the way
1: i use the i use the term owner by the way because i am i'm in that language with me yeah
2: so so what and then, so what
1: you Usually, they haven't, you know. So it's better but if they have, then it's okay. Here's what's going on.
2: Yeah. Let me just take a guess at this. They, they, they it, It's about you. Yeah. Right. Because if it was, if they just wanted to help, they wouldn't talk to you. They would just go talk to the other person and just start doing it, right? And they, or they would sell it, or or the other person would say, "Great, I I got it." But what they want is that they want attention from you. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Give it to them, but. But make sure you include. Don't, yeah, don't don't let them get away with. Oh, I'll take. Don't you be the node. Don't say. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me take that and I'll tell John. Yeah, yeah. You don't you, do that.
1: Well, which is what i have been doing. I don't said make sure that. you include so okay, and so. Okay, well, have that discussion.
2: Well, good. Yeah, that's. A, but you send them direct to them. Yeah. yeah. You don't take it. Yeah. And then be the conduit. Triangulate. Don't, don't triangulate. Don't do
1: that. Yeah, that's that's a smart move. All right. Well, good. I'm good. I'm glad I'm doing it right. That was free. So what well, thing was free. It was <laughs> free. <laughs> For, well, where did you? Where did you? I mean to, to do this outside the military training, you know, like march to these orders, right, yeah. or swim in that lane as a Navy right. guy would say. Where where did you where did you pick
2: that up? Look, uh, I was born in Berkeley, California, in 1959. Uh, okay, I'm left-handed. The question isn't why did I stay in the military; it's why did I ever. What would your dad do? He's a physicist. Ah, yeah. He's a physicist. Uh, he worked yeah. on. Uh, you know those lasers are shooting down stuff from the yeah, sky. The Star Wars yeah, stuff. That's yeah, that's the kind of stuff he does. Yeah. So, I I basically came from the fear of death, because my training, well, it became obvious that my training was going to take me down a path that was going to get us all killed. My training, and we know that. We know submarines. We know corporations where the paradigm is: the leader knows all, tells all. And in that environment, when, the, when, the, when a boss says something, I mean, you do this, the, yeah. your, your, your C-suite talks, you, so you get an immediate sense. You go to Volkswagen, how could we be so screwed up? It's because they're a very hierarchical organization, and number two, this guy Winterkorn says, oh, by the way, I wanna, be, I wanna be the number one automaker. So it's a stretch goal, hierarchical organization. It's the telling people what to do that absolves them of the responsibility of the ethics of what they're of actually Of what doing. they're gonna do. Exactly, yeah. and that's, that's a prescription for integrity problems.
1: Or death. Or death. Yeah, and yet in your case, it would have been death. Yeah, right? and so, a lot of cases, yeah. it's death. Wow. So what do you miss most about being out of the military?
2: I, you know, it this may sound crazy, but you got a 135 person team, you're locked away in a tube for six months at a time, and there's like this bonding that happens and Everyone – it's like we got to the place where it was – we operated so well. And we would just go out there and on behalf of the nation, we would just kick ass. And this is stuff that's never going to show up in the newspaper. People are never going to know what happened. But I can just tell you there are 135 Americans out there kicking butt. And you know you read later oh some some bad guy just got blown up. I'm not sure how that happened mm-hmm. but uh you know, and that that bonding and that uh, being part of something you know bigger than you and being in that team and having everyone just doing their thing and I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough it's tough to describe, but it's tough to put in a word. Let me yeah. what was the ordinance that you guys carried? Just curious.
2: We uh our, we had two main things. We had torpedoes and uh tomahawk missile tomahawk missile yeah and these uh, and these tur- this is not your, your like were these
1: tomahawk did you have to raise in order to launch the tomahawks you no know, we could launch them from under, um, the water. under the water that yeah. we would
2: you wouldn't even you know you're there also in this rocket plume would just yeah, come it's out, just of, come the out of the, of the ocean mm-hmm. and we could fly that thing a thousand miles we could pick which of these two windows to send the thing yeah. through
1: did you deploy seal teams as well yeah
2: yeah yeah that was some of the coolest stuff we pick them up on a helicopter we have to surface and get them on a helicopter and they come on the submarine and then we take them someplace um my the Santa Fe was a ship that uh, you had to actually surface to let the seals off but we would do that. Those well, guys are pretty yeah. shit hot too.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I you know I read all the books, you know, I read all the time, of course a lot of military history yeah. and a lot of military books and I love biographies and I love real stuff and it's amazing.
2: You know, it's not like what they show you in the movies. I mean, these guys they would come on board, we'd open our computers up we'd sit around the table okay let's plan the thing let's plan a plan there's all this planning there's yeah. there's all this thinking and planning and replanning and going through all these contingencies scenarios yeah right. and then what and then in the movies just, you just know, see some you know guy kicks down a door and has you know yeah. three shots to the head you know kind yeah. of thing it's uh, but they don't really do justice to the to the planning mhm planning which is
1: extensive yeah. yeah There's a whole infrastructure out behind that right yeah what? So how many success stories of businesses or workplaces that you talk, do you, do you hear from? You know, any, any, anything yeah. that stands out notably?
2: Uh, yeah, a couple. So um, large oil company, guy says he saved tens of millions of dollars in temp based leadership. There's a company out in Cedar Rapids. In, in Iowa? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. out by you, um, called uh, CBE, a mm-hmm. uh, collection company. And they went from 29 million to 69 million in collections with a smaller team. 24 to 69 million, smaller team, because they let the team choose who to call and how to talk to people when they got them on the call. Uh, Baseball team, University of Kentucky baseball, batting, worst in the league. The coach says, Brian Greens, uh, batting coach, reads my book. He says, Hey, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just telling them what to do. So the kids would get up to bat and he'd say, What's your plan? Mm. The kid would be like, huh? But then they would get it, and then they owned it. Very next year, top of the league, signed a kid in the majors, a million bucks. And, and so now Brian's out, he's head coach, University of New Mexico. So um, a small tech company in Austin, guy doubled his uh, revenue in three years. He realized, typical entrepreneurial story, right? He starts, he's the genius, he's the energy, da 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 da, that's his idea. But then he, you know, as successful, hires 20 people, now he's the bottleneck. Yeah. Everything's channeling through him. Yeah. He said, I gotta figure out how to give up control. Uh, the other kind of typical person is... Which is one of the biggest issues for a lot of huge leaders. Huge issue. right? I know, I Get, know, out I, 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 Get out I, of the I, way. Get out of the way of your own success. Yeah, I know these guys. And then finally, um, baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Uh, been, you know, runs a company, small company, 50, 200 people, successful, but always been the person making the decision. Now they want to retire, pass it off to a son or a daughter or sell it. No one's interested because it's just been them. Yeah. Right? And so they they got to figure out how to give control. So over and over and over again, it's the same problem. Yeah, and
1: you're about to we're about to go through the, one of the biggest transfers of wealth in the history of the world. Yeah. And uh, these baby boomers, you know, turning over their businesses to their next generation or to someone. Right. You know, to find someone. And if you've been running that hierarchical style, man, you're shit out of luck.
2: Yeah, and you're not going to get, you know, millennials aren't going to sign up. But you, the, you know, the millennials
1: know. got a you know, the things that you're teaching and the way in which you're you're prescribing, you know, this growth area uh, in terms of leadership.
2: It's really to me
1: more around the millennials.
2: Yeah. So here's, uh, you know, I saw a recent study said, would you rather have promotion or raise? You're going get one, and two thirds picked promotion. And this is kind of captures the millennial view. I want development. Humans want develop. They want a feel. And so, with this idea, I'm going to give you more and more and more control.
1: See, and where most most employers would think they'd want the
2: raise, right? Yeah, Be- because a raise without control doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and we- because what you see is you see yourself having more and more influence and m- impacting and helping more people. But um, so here's my take on millennials. I think millennials are just like you and me. Yeah. Uh, their DNA is not any different than yeah. than you, me, and our grandparents. Right. And uh, so people say, "Oh, millennials want a job that matters." Oh, you don't you don't think your grandfather? Yeah. Wanted right, that? Right. right. Exactly. So so but but they have the, the ability now to say, "F this job," right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our grandparents didn't. Right. So the way the millennials are sort of quote demanding to be treated, that's the way we should treat everybody. Thank God we have them. Yeah. Just the
1: way customers have been been wanting it for a long time. Yeah. They just said, "Look, you operate from eight to five? No, I don't work. I don't. I, I, I got to come in to you after five o'clock. Exactly. You know, yeah. eight hundred number. Oh, by the way, I'm working up, from eight to number. five.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm working from eight to five. So how am I supposed to get to you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, fantastic. What a great conversation. What a great book. And uh, I'll tell more more and more folks about this book and how to turn your ship around. It's just awesome to have you. And thank you also for the service to. your... Our country. Appreciate that, Jeff. Hey, thank you.
0: Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I love the statement he said when you lean back, they lean in. And the key is to figure out whether you lean back way back or just a little bit. And in my discussions with David afterwards and talking to the commander, sometimes you got to be careful to lean too far back because it can cause chaos. So what you have to do is learn as a leader how far to lean back just like rocking in a chair. And you need to know that you don't rock too far back and tip yourself over. Same thing holds with leadership of your team. But I thought that was a great, great learning and lots of other learnings throughout that entire show. Uh, just what a great guy. You can just sense how smart this guy is. And uh, I would have loved to have served on a on a ship with a, with a patriot like that, wouldn't you? Well, listen, my friends, uh, thank you for all you do for me too. And listening in and all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on play.it and CBS and and wherever you're listening to on this podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thank you.
0: Is One of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett.
1: I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success.
0: This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazelet. brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts.